Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown coming at you from a hotel in Austin, Texas. Just had an awesome Proof event yesterday. A lot of fun. Nice job to Maggie and the team. These events always happen when there's something crazy going on in the world. Marfa was during the FTX breakdown. Now we have this during the SVB crisis. But here we go. Lots to talk about. We're going to talk about SVB. We're going to talk about William Mapon's new project, Brain Drafts, an art sale or two. Let's get right into it. Starting with the quick market overview after what was really just like an absolutely crazy couple of days. On Friday, last time I did the show, the SVB bankruptcy basically hadn't even been announced yet. Now it's been announced and we've heard about the rescue. Let's get into it. Volumes were down pretty substantially over the weekend. You can see that yesterday really was one of the slower days we've had in a very long time. Pretty much, if you throw this line on there, you can see we're pretty much back to pre-airdrop season two levels based on yesterday's volume. One uh, market share still totally in Blur's camp, 70% plus on Blur in terms of ETH volume. I thought this chart was pretty interesting. Unique buyers on Saturday was basically at a 1.5 year low. We haven't had this few unique buyers buy NFTs since November of 2021. A couple reasons for that. One, huge gas fees as people were swapping out of USDC. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But then also, I just think there was a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace that day. It, you know, with USDC uncertain, no one knew what was going to happen with Silicon Valley Bank. Makes sense that people were avoiding JPEGs in a way that they normally don't. So yeah, that was kind of an interesting chart there. In terms of gas fees, you can see here, I guess it was two or three days ago, uh, gas fees were basically, you know, the average, this is the average fee or the median fee paid per trade on OpenSea. It was over 0.01 ETH, you know, which really hasn't been the trend lately. Back in the bull market, we this would be 0.03, 0.04. But for recent prices, gas fees were very high over the weekend. One other chart I've started looking at is, are flippers making money or are they losing money? What is the profit or loss cumulative on every trade, you know, where someone sold it within a week of having bought it? And what you can see here is that on Saturday, the day that things were slow, also was a huge loss day for flippers. Over 2,000 ETH lost by flippers. We've now had four days in a row of general losses. That's what the pink chart, the pink line is pointing to. The only day where it was anywhere near this bad was that purple line. And that was when Mashi Big Brother got dumped a ton of apes at 78 and went and sold them into the market at 58.60. That was the only day where, where, where the P&L, the profit and loss of traders, has been as bad as it was over the weekend. In terms of prices, you know, we were up a little bit yesterday, but cumulative since we talked last on Friday, large cap index down 1%, a ton of weakness in Moonbirds. We're going to talk about that, going a little bit depth there. A little bit of strength in gutters. You know, doodles and cool cats also quite weak. Uh, mid cap down 1%. You know, a little bit of strength in captains and potatoes, weakness in dead fellas, crypto dick butts, a kid called beast, a couple others. In terms of art projects, the main focus over the weekend, this is past 24-hour volume. One is this Materia Mania, which we're going to talk about. Another is the Strands of Solitude, a piece by William Mapon, a new release, which we will also talk about. I wanted to just kind of touch on this Gitcoin situation because I've talked about it on the show and it kind of fully unwound. We're kind of back to square one. The min was at 0.05 ETH. Now the floor is about 0.12 ETH, right where the initial trades were, but it's been a long round trip to get there. What you can see here is on Saturday, you had a huge dump into the market. The price was at 0.35, went all the way down to 0.15. I believe this was Machi Big Brother just ending that position, getting completely out of it. If you look at his PL, his overall PL before gas fees. And one thing I've learned looking at this data is that gas fees actually have a really big impact on airdrop farmers because you know, some of these guys are trading tens of thousands of trades and the gas fees add up, add up. But without those gas fees, Machi is now down to negative 3,000 plus, something like negative 3,300 ETH in, ter in terms of P&L. Second story to talk about, let's talk about Silicon Valley Bank. 
Uh, let's just go over a little bit. You know, this was Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. I think we all heard that the FDIC was basically shutting down and taking over Silicon, ba Silicon Valley Bank. They had a bank run and could not meet their deposits. You know, fast forward two and a half days later, there was a joint statement by the Treasury, Federal Reserve, and FDIC saying that they were going to cover the deposits of people. Now, the situation is that if you ever deposit your money in a bank in the United States, the government will insure it up to $250,000. The problem is a lot of exchanges. I mean, uh, USDC had billions of dollars at Silicon Valley Bank. You know, a lot of companies, corporates, proof included, have millions of dollars in the bank. So, you know, the 250,000 was nowhere near enough, but the, the, what they came on said on Sunday is don't worry. We will make sure that no one loses deposit dollars for fear of further bank runs, uh, which really sent a lot of relief through the market. Here's a bit about their statement. They will pay uninsured depositors. So above 250,000, an advanced dividend within the next week. Now, a couple other sub stories that happened within that, you know, USDC, as we know, USDC is mainly backed by treasuries, something like 80% by U.S. treasuries, but 20% of their funds are in banks, and about $3 billion was in Silicon Valley Bank. So Coinbase on Friday night announced that they will not be redeeming USDC for U.S. dollars until they're sure that the money's there. So they said, we're going to wait until Monday, make sure that the money's there, and they cut off that, that mechanism that kind of always keeps USDC pegged at $1. The result was that this is a one-year chart. You can see the average price went down to $0.96. Cents. But if you ac actually look at the one-week chart where you have more granular data, you can see that the price got as low as $0.87 cents, uh, for one USDC, which was a real panic reaction uh, to, to, to Coinbase cutting, to Coinbase and Circle cutting off the redemptions. Gas fees went through the roof. The median gas fee on OpenSea got as high as 0 0.07 for an hour. There were a couple trades where the gas fees were over one ETH. On OpenSea. So the numbers got really crazy in terms of gas. And that's because there were so many transactions going through with the, this stable coin, USDC, that had been such a cornerstone of people's relationship with crypto and how they manage their wallet. Basically, with that becoming volatile, it really sent a lot of shockwaves through the system. Gas fees went through the roof on the back of that. Again, here's Sunday, you know, just yesterday, Coinbase said, you know, despite it all, you know, our clients are safe and we will continue to convert USDC one for one on Monday panic over. Now USDC is actually trading at $1.01. So we just had this crazy panic over the weekend that completely reversed itself. Another story within this story was Proof, where iWork came out and announced that Proof has a lot of the, a lot of the treasury is in US dollars based at Silicon Valley Bank. So that money was at risk if there were something to happen. Now, one thing about Proof, and one thing I know uh, with the company is the company does keep a lot of money in Ethereum. Uh, so that money was always going to be safe as a huge piece of the treasury that really was not at risk and certainly could hold over operations for this company for probably years. But you know, it's still never good to see that so much of the money is tied up. You know, here is part of the tweet, proof holds money at SVB, but we've diversified it across assets. But what ended up happening in the days that followed when there was the uncertainty about SVB, you know, there was a huge crash in the price of Moonbirds. You can see here, basically in one go, the price went from 6 ETH to below 4 ETH. And the reason for that is there was one big seller. This is who are the buyers and sellers, who are the biggest sellers. There was one seller who sold 499 Moonbirds, and he really did it over the course of an hour. So single-handedly took that price from six to, to below four. A couple other things around this story that are happening is that ETH is really holding up well. Last I checked, Ethereum was at 1630. And I think the, you know, the last big bank run, the last, you know, this was, it wasn't the last bank run. You know, there, there was one just in 2020. But the very last like big bank run, you know, the Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns, all that stuff that happened, 2008, that was the catalyst for crypto being created in general. 
And I think right now the world is saying like, wow, the fiat banking system has some real chinks in the armor, has some real risks around it. And that's an environment where crypto can do well, even when risk assets are doing poorly. So Ethereum has been trading up pretty well over 1600. USDC, as I said, is back to par uh, above $1 per, per USDC. So interesting to watch how this plays out, but certainly a really, really crazy weekend since we last spoke. Let's talk a little bit about art, though. Uh, third story to talk about, William Mappan's Strands of Solitude was super high yesterday. This was brought to the market by a platform called Tonic. Tonic has had, this is their third drop that Tonic has had. A couple things about Tonic. Their goal is to bridge Web 2 and Web 3. A few of the things they do for that, one is they include a physical print with the mint for free. You can pay up to get a bigger one or a framed one, but you get a basic print anytime you mint a piece. They have live Zoom calls during the process kind of help people provide customer support, help people understand what's going on. And then also they accept credit card payments. So really trying to make it easier for Web2 people to get onto Web3. Yeah, that's that's Tonic. This project was by William Mapon. We have done a podcast with William Mapon, incredibly smart, thoughtful, creative engineer, designer based in Paris. Encourage you to go check out our podcast. His famous project is Anticyclone. Right now is a 9E floor. And oh yeah, so here are some of the images uh, from the project that they just minted a couple uh, over the weekend. You can see the image. You can see also uh, from the Tonic website how it could look as a print on your wall. It's called Strands of Solitude. Here are three of the pieces. Um, one of the you know what I think is interesting about this piece, and if you if you look at this work, you know, William Upon's goal with this was to talk about the connection and isolation in the digital age. Kind of these images that all fit together, like people are all fitting together, but they're also a little bit disjointed. And I think what William is trying to say is that in this digital era, you know, we're all in some ways together, but we're all also a little bit isolated. And I think you can, you know, once you hear that explanation, for me at least, seeing this artwork made a whole lot more sense. In terms of the price, completely caught fire. You know, the, the mint was at a two, a two ETH mint price. You can see it started out there, even went below there. But then over the past few days, it's just grinded higher and higher all the way up to now where the median sales, the past 10 median sales have been around 6.97 ETH. And I believe the floor is at 7 ETH. Three huge sales, 13.69, 14.5, and 16.9 ETH. That 16.9 ETH sale, love this, was bought by William Mapon. Check it out. William Mapon says, I make art, I sell it, I buy it back. Am I doing it right? Love that. The artist buying back, putting money back into the collection, back supporting his collectors. How cool is that? The other thing is Anticyclone really pumped on the back of this project. The floor went from 6 to 9 ETH. So congrats all around. I love William Mapon. I think he's such a great artist, and it's really exciting to see this happen. Fourth story to talk about. AI Art had a big weekend. Okay, Materia Mania. This is this project. Really kind of cool AI art. You know, simple, but also complex, colorful, like it on that black background, a thousand supply. There were a couple botches though. I'm not going to lie. This mint had a couple things that went wrong with it. First of all, they said in the Discord, it was going to be 0.15 ETH mint. And then later they said, come mint for 0.2 ETH. All good and well. The floor price is 0.7, but it was very bizarre how they didn't address in those comms or in the tweets. They just said, now it's 0.2. They didn't really explain what happened. So be it. That's what happened. The floor now is around 0.69 ETH. The top sale was 5 ETH. You know, I hear some of the comments about that raise. You know, it's a beauty, regardless, 0.15 to 0.2. This guy's saying it was 0.15 as inflation hit early. I just think it was overall pretty confusing. Now, a little bit about the art. The goal of this art is to highlight the chaotic nature of a diffusion model uh, control, you know, basically trying to take a, cre a crazy AI model and create simple, elegant shapes and textures. I think they did it really well. They took 120,000 image text pairs and used a rating system based on AI to decide what was the most aesthetic. So I think it's I think that's all pretty cool. You can kind of see a little bit of that in this art here. You know, a little bit chaotic, but also serious, seriously doing whatever they can to make it more simple. In terms of the prices, 0 0.02 or 0 0.2 ETH, 
first trades were at one ETH, something around that ballpark. And then they've kind of slowly come to a little bit of a slower haul to about 0.7, 0.75. Now, a couple interesting things about this mint. One is that the average royalty paid slowly went down a lot. You know, they started the first couple sales, people paid the 7.5%. But over the course of the lifetime of this project, it was like 1.5%, which I thought was weird for a mint that went up so much where people basically got free money. So I wanted to dig here. Why was the average royalty paid so low for something where these guys, everyone got free money? You know, I do think optional royalties normally does lead to low royalties, but something else weird was going on here. And then I looked at who minted, and somehow there were bots that broke the system here. One of the bots got 100 mints. Another got 50, another got 50, 40, 20. So the top five got 26% of the supply. All of these likely were bots. The other thing was that these bots had to pay a ton of gas in order to get it. So this is the amount of gas paid by the top bots that bought. You can see that you had anywhere from 0.28 at the lower end to some paying as much as 0.55, 0.6 ETH. On top of 0.2, you know, you're, you're paying 0.7 ETH just to get these NFTs. So it was a real buy. I think that Braindraft really is going to look hard and deep into how they can improve this process. Some of the bots that did this, Keeney.eth, Suicide.eth, these were the biggest buyers of the project. So those were the guys who went in and then dumped them onto the market with no royalties. Would be really interesting to see how this would have worked if it was one mint per person, you know, real collectors buying this. You know, I, I imagine it would be doing a lot better in terms of price. Uh, the other thing I did want to touch on from AI is that Braindrops also did a drop with all this awesome art to everybody who owned one of every Braindrop. Uh, I believe that, and it was from a, a snapshot taken on March 1st, probably explains a little bit of the strong performance there, but everybody in that boat got a, a drop from uh, Braindrops, uh, which basically I think it was called AIR All Looks the Same, a play on Claire Silver's name, like AIR does not art, kind of the, this ironic way of talking about their space, but all the different AI artists in Braindrops did a drop that got sent to the market. Currently, you can see here the floor price, 4.88 ETH. Uh, the sales that have gone through have been in the two to three range, so just kind of incredible value delivery from the Braindrops team one again, once again. You know, this has gone from win to win, a little bit of issues with this drop over the weekend, but by and large, just huge successes from Braindrop. And then the last thing to talk about, just going to talk about one sale today. We've talked about a lot. It's been pretty heavy, but this piece called Health is Wealth by Let's Go uh, sold for eight ETH. Uh, you know, some character giving kids a lucky charms always kind of has a bit of irony and weirdness in Let's Go art. You can look at the previous four sales by Let's Go on Super Rare, and you can see that, or at least the last three, you know, those prices were a little bit higher. We saw them at 18 ETH, 42 ETH, 31 ETH. So this sale of 8 ETH was a little bit at the low end of the range. Still, again, you know, the top sale over the weekend. So congrats to the artist. That's all from me. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope it was helpful. This was a really crazy time. It was awesome here in Austin, Texas. Thanks to everybody from Proof who came by. If you liked the video, like it below, uh, comment on it, tell us what we can do better, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you tomorrow. I'll be back in Colorado uh, and we'll talk to you then. Have a great day.